0: What is up, lacrosse fans? The PLL, the Premier Lacrosse League. Action kicked off this weekend, so I wanted to kind of rip through what happened in the three games that went down on Saturday and Sunday, and then I wanted to kind of score overall what I thought about this weekend's presentation and, uh, you know, what I think this means for the sport, for the PLL, how it relates to the MLL, and so on. So let's not waste any more time, and let's get into this. The Last Factor Podcast. So one of the things I noticed almost right away, and it's actually something that I'm going to say it makes me glad, and not for the reasons that you think, but it makes me glad because I think this may mean that that the PLL is going to not make the same mistake that the MLL, I believe, made in, in the marketing of the product, but the cursing on the live streams. And once again, there's going to be some of you out there that are mad that I'm pleased about the cursing that went down in the streams. That is okay. We're all here to keep each other in check. If the world went the way of the Puritans, we don't live in a very interesting world, but I also posit if the world went the way of the, you know, the brash you know, and, you know, fully, fully down the rabbit hole of manliness, like old school manliness, then I think that that's bad too. So there is a give and a take between the two sides that I accept. I'm in the middle. I want to see something in the middle. So seeing guys, seeing um, Will Manny's go- uh, game-winning goal against the Chrome and then watching that live feed and, and hearing all the F-bombs as everyone came in to congratulate them uh, him in that moment of triumph.
1: Go ahead, i
0: I thought that was great. It was I I'm not going to say hey this was great for the game. There's going to be people that would say that's terrible to even say that. It was great for the PLL. That is going to cause a lot of chatter and I've already seen it cause chatter. I've actually caused it to cause some chatter, but the cursing in the live streams I thought was entertaining. Now, to all of those that say, "Well, screw it, we just won't watch it because I can't watch it with my kids," what people said over the weekend was that the cursing was in the the streamable versions, where it was the unlocked version. If you're paying for the PLL and you're watching various streams that they offer through the NBC Gold. Uh, service and the PLL subscription. From the sounds of it, those were the streams that contained the more foul language as part of it, and it was the the network broadcast that NBC put on on Sunday that was supposedly um, cleaned up and not that didn't include any of that. So for all of those that say, "Ah, oh, we just aren't going to watch it because they swear," I think that you're going to be okay. I think that the the normal broadcasts simply as dictated by NBC are going to not allow that. And they're going to beep that and censor that. I suspect what you'll see is what you see in a lot of pro sports where they do have mics on the field. You'll just hear the broadcast go silent where it's not a rebroadcast. So I think in live broadcasts on real networks, I think you're just going to see them mute the audio while players are cussing like crazy where they are mic'd up. So, but I thought that that was good only because... I feel like the MLL's biggest mistake was not marketing the league to adults. There's going to be people that say that's crap. They marketed it to adults. They didn't. The league was marketed to kids. I think that's one of the biggest follies in the sport of lacrosse. Yes, kids make up a huge... Uh, part of the target market, but it is not the kids that buy the tickets. You're going to have parents that are going to take their kids to games. My kids don't care about lacrosse yet. My kids are five and seven. They have no interest in going to a lacrosse game. So for me, if I'm not interested in the teams, I'm not going. Fast forward five years, if my kids are interested, i drag them along to go. But I think that was always the biggest problem. You don't develop rabid fans of a sport by just going after the kids, kids change their affiliations over time. Adults are the ones that that buy the tickets for the kids to go to the games, and then absent the kids, you need adults to go to those games also. So I always felt that was one of the problems with the MLL's marketing. They marketed to kids only, in my opinion. They didn't. I never felt a connection to anything that they tried to do. Uh, whereas with the college game, giddy up, and and maybe I'm just nuts, but anyway, I felt like the PLL and the way they put this broadcast together was trying to attract the fans that I traditionally think the MLL just didn't make an effort to get or just didn't know how to try and capture them. The bros, you know, there's a lot of bros that the MLL culture kind of just l- forgot about and didn't care about. And I think that that um to a degree, this is good. And as I always say, when I say bros, I don't mean, you know, your weed smoking, beer shwilling bros, although that's part of the bros. I'm talking about just lacrosse bros in general, normal people, people that sometimes cuss, people that have kids, that have jobs, uh, but that loved sports rapidly and wanted a professional um, lacrosse version that that spoke uh, to us. anyway, Uh, As we get into the games themselves, Archers, LC, 13, Chrome Lacrosse Club 12 in OT. So the first game goes into OT. Excellent game. Stephen Kelly scored the PLL's first ever goal off the opening faceoff. And then Will uh, Manny scored the game winner in overtime, which started one of the coolest mic'd up moments in pro sports with no less than five F-bombs making it to air in that little snippet. I'm not sure what actually made it to air in the broadcast I'm going to admit I after covering I think it was I did 40 plus podcasts and I did 90 plus uh highlight cuts over the course of the college season I needed a little bit of a break this weekend so I spent a boatload of time with the family hanging out uh so I didn't watch these games any of these games live and I I actually haven't viewed them yet outside of watching the cut up clips which I'm going to go back this week and then watch uh, all three of the games leading into this next weekend. Uh, so first game right off the bat goes into OT. Will Manny snipes a, a a game winner, coming, kind of coming up the side, you know, left alone. They forgot about him. He snuck up the left and then stuck it in the corner. Uh, the second game of the day, the Whip Snakes Lacrosse Club, 15 and the Chaos, 14. Another game goes to overtime. This one, Drew Snyder buried a step-down cannon for the game winner. Both games, thrillers. Both games were very physical. Both games were extremely fast paced, um, Off that first day, when I watched the highlight cuts, the things that I noticed right off the bat, that smaller field is definitely going to play. I think that smaller field will keep them a little bit fresher throughout games. It's definitely going to speed up the pace of play. I think it will help with the shorter shot clock also. Just you know, getting the ball from one end of the field to the other is no thing on these slightly smaller fields. The fields are, I think, five yards shorter on each end. So that plays a little bit, and that's going to speed things up. It also keeps the action going. There's there's less... Less places for the attackmen to hide behind the cage. So I think it also just kind of keeps the action GLE and up uh, a little bit more. The next day, the Redwoods Lacrosse Club 11, Atlas 9. So we didn't go into OT here. Still a good game, though. Tim Troutner Jr., rookie goalie. Kid had a huge senior year for uh, High Point. He had a big day, 17 saves in his first pro game. And then Trevor Baptiste going against the OG Greg ugh, The OG Greg Grenlin wins 13-21. to 21. Uh, But in the end, the Redwoods took the game anyway. And I, I actually... Uh, in my preview show, I talked about how Atlas's uh, roster was stacked. So this just proves a couple of things. I I predicted a couple of MLL games outcomes this weekend and got those wrong. I predicted a couple of uh, things within the PLL. I got those wrong. So one thing is for sure, I just should not predict games. It's such a hard thing to do, especially at this level. And I suck at it, you know, in general, for the most part. Good game, though. Now, one of the things I wanted to dive into was kind of just grading this. In the future, every future podcast we do about this is going to be more game-oriented. But because this was the first weekend, I kind of wanted to ramble on a little bit about uh, grading kind of the product. Because that's what everyone's curious about is how is this going to hold up against the MLL? So that's what I want to get into right now. And from a product standpoint, uh, I only give this a B in terms of the quality of lacrosse in the field, these are the best players in the world. Most of the best players in the world, because, you know, the MLL still does have their fair share of them. So from a quality standpoint, it's not that the quality is not good. The, the problem is, is the polish. So that was always the, the gripe with the MLL. When you watch the college, and this is kind of a gripe even between college basketball and pro basketball. So let me kind of throw some examples out here and show you my thought process on this. In the MLL, it was always called Glorified Summer League. I Towards the end of it, and when I started watching it a couple summers ago more consistently... I felt like they had kind of gotten the game polished to a degree, but there was still something missing, and I think part of it was just the intensity overall wasn't there. The college game, why everybody loves college basketball, college football, college across, it's the pureness of the game. It is these guys' lives while they're in college, and and believe me, these college students that are playing sports, they give their lives to that sport and to that school while they're there. So I think there's something about that that's pure, but more importantly, the college game, these guys are practicing every day, three hours a day. The, the the game is polished and, and it comes off that way. And that's the only thing that I've always not enjoyed as much about the MLL and now it has carried a little bit over into the Is The polish isn't there. I say that all, I think it will be. I think that because the the players have the keys, they have the wheel, I think that they'll probably figure this out and they will get this polished. But in terms of a quality of lacrosse on the field and the organization of it and seeing a polished product, sorry to keep saying polished over and over again, I think that it's a B still. Now, I think that By the end of the season, I think I might even get this up into a B plus, A minus territory. And I think that they'll have to get, we'll have to wait for everybody else's contract to run out at the MLL for them to steal the rest of the talent in order to get this up to like an A level in terms of polish. I don't think we're going to see pro lacrosse at, at an A plus polish like college lacrosse until. Three, four, five, six years, once these guys are able to practice and and kind of stick together a little bit more, but I don't care that's not my point is I don't care about that. this is still great lacrosse. It is literally like the you know whoever wants to call this summer ball, you know which that's it, not too far of a stretch. it is by far the best summer ball in the world. You are never going to lay your eyes on more quality lacrosse than this in terms of just getting a bunch of guys together and having them go at it, it, it The talent is deep, and these guys busted their asses this weekend. Um, as for the broadcast, the broadcast, I was, I, I knew they were going to get this right. They put a lot of money into this and they brought a lot of really smart people. They've literally assembled the best lacrosse broadcasters in the world to handle this. So I gave the broadcaster, I give the broadcast an A plus. Um, I the, the commentator, the commentators were excellent. The Everything surrounding the game that was part of the broadcast, they did a good job. Albeit a little bit of it is corny, you know. As they as they dive into some of it, but it's what it needs. We need to get this out there to the you know. It was full of clips that were perfect for social media and they incorporated all the stuff that people and that these fans love about social media and YouTube highlights. And they incorporated this right into the broadcast. I thought that was great. So the close up views, incredible. They take what people love about, um, lax.com and, uh, you know, uh, East Coast dies, all them, all these companies that are putting money into putting photographers on fields. They took that concept that these companies have been so successful with and they put that in their telecast. I thought that was great. So they made it look really attractive. Um, from the cheap seats at home where we were all watching. So a plus to the broadcast quality player presentation, a plus in terms of making this about the players, putting the players out there, letting us get to know the players in a way that the MLL never even came close to doing a plus hands down. If you want to try to get over the hump of being a new pro sports franchise, make the players personable and let the players be the players. That's part of the reason why I like hearing the F bombs, because as a parent, if I was watching that game and my kids were in that room and dudes started dropping F-bombs left and right, I don't give a crap. My kids will hear it. My kids would look over at me and I would tell them, you don't say that, but you use it as a learning moment. We always we, we hear this a lot in coaching too, where coaches don't like to expose their players to certain things. But if you don't like it, use it as a learning moment instead of using it as a a crutch to silence everybody. You know I mean? If, if, a lot of people use this whole, the kids are watching thing to really please their own um, brains and their own biology in terms of they just don't like swearing. So they kind of use the kids as the argument against it. Kids don't give a crap. So I give the broadcast, the the player presentation part of the broadcast an A plus because we saw something out of the players that we have never seen before. And I dug that, you know, that's, that's one of, you know, MLL. Yeah. They always go to the sidelines. They sign autographs. They hang out with the kids, but you know, that doesn't do anything for other fans. The only thing that that pleases is the kids. And once again, the kids aren't buying the tickets. So I felt that that putting the players out there and letting us see them close up and personal, especially considering lacrosse is a small community. So a lot of us, you know, are semi-close rotationally to some of these guys and in, uh, um, in terms of their gravitational pull. So I dug that. Overall impression. Of the the total package, you know the leading up the the hype leading up to it, the first weekend of games, the telecast, the commentating, the quality of lacrosse, the all of it. I give it an A minus. I I honestly came in expecting not to feel much more than a B B plus about it, and I put the MLL so far in a C plus B minus area. Um, I give this overall an A minus because I think that even though it wasn't perfect. Who expected it to be? But I think that they've gotten a lot more right. I think they're trying a hell of a lot harder. You see a lot more heart in the overall presentation of this between the players and the the people that are putting it all together in the telecast. So I give the PLL's opening weekend an A minus overall. I'm not give. It will never get to an A plus this season. I will not give an A plus, even if I ever give one. Until they have all of the talent, they need to steal all of the talent. Um, I think that's going to be important. Sadly, I don't. I do not see both of these leagues making it out of this. I I know a lot of people are thinking that it might, and they might be able to coexist. Um, In the past, when this has happened, the leagues end up merging, and the the big cat ends up winning the battle. So I do not see the MLL winning this battle. Already, the PLL at least has piqued my interest more than the MLL ever did, and maybe it's just because it's new and I'm excited, and a lot of people are, but. Uh, the MLL failed to capture my attention so far. After weekend, after the first weekend, the PLL has in fact captured my attention, and I, I just from the. The social media chatter, it's captured a lot of people's attention so far. I, this is not me wanting the MLL to fail. I, I do not want that in any manner. There's still a lot of good people there and a lot of good players there, and I'm going to cover the MLL, although I didn't this weekend, and I won't. I just needed to take a break this weekend and and go a little lighter after the college uh, season. So next weekend, we'll get into both the MLL and the PLL together in every show and we'll cover them a little bit more closely, but I think overall a minus it was a good weekend of lacrosse. I did watch two MLL games that I just not don't have time to talk about here today. Uh, so next week when we'll follow that up on Thursday, we will put up a show, uh, our college review our our, our our review of the entire college season. So that'll come out this Thursday morning. And uh, as always, if you want to support us, you can go to laxfactor.com and get yourself some swag. We have laxfactor, you know, podcast t-shirts, laxfactor t-shirts. We have other non, lax factor related t-shirts and uh, designs and we have shorts and coffee mugs and everything you can get yourself some swag at laxfactor.com be sure as always to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell if you'd like to um, uh, support our cause more than you already do but thank you for watching take care